Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Lenny. And Pastor Lori. And, and we are here with you. Yes, good morning. Good morning. When, is it Wednesday? It is. Wednesday morning. Um, we went to bed last night, or before we went to bed last night, my wife was so excited. She wanted to go outside and take pictures. I did. You know, you know, you think we live in the Northeast, it's cold, and you complain about snow, but she was so excited. She wanted to take that picture of the first snowfall. And we, 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 were, we woke up disappointed. It was just Raining. nothing. I can't wait for that first real snowfall. It's so beautiful and so peaceful and so nice. <clears throat> but anyway, we want to begin by saying good morning to you and letting you know how very much we love you. We love you. We appreciate you. We thank yes. Daddy God for you, right? Yes. All our brothers and sisters, you know, who, who faithfully watch us, you know, and hopefully hit the share button. Please hit the share button. Let people know, hey, here's a guy I listen to. I kind of I like his message. Hey, here's a pastor of mine. I, I, I kind of like his message. You know, I think you will too. Hey, here's a friend of mine. You know, here's a, here's a friend of my wife's. My, no, not my wife. Here's... Here's the husband of my wife. No. Here, <laughs> here's a, the husband of my friend, Laurie Rolla. I think you're going to like it. But hit the share button. Hit the share button. Thank you for all you guys do. Your uplifting, encouraging words, your letters, your cards. And yes, your financial blessings, your financial gifts, your financial offerings. I pray they are returned unto you. Tenfold or a hundredfold? Hundred. Okay, a hundredfold, but you know, tenfold is not that bad either. So between ten and a hundredfold, okay? All right, we love you. So we're going to have a little bit of fun today with the Word of God. All right? We're going to have a little bit of fun today with the Word of God. I like that. Because you know what? I hear a lot of people. Listen, this is not an indictment on anyone. You understand? Okay. Because I've heard just about most Christians make this quote. Okay. And to be honest, to be perfectly honest, I used to make this quote too. Until, um, I'm not going to say until I smartened up or until I wised up or, you know, until I saw the light. No, 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 no. But I did get a revelation of the true, too good to be news and the gospel of grace, you know, and being led by the spirit and having the indwelling of Christ within us and all that he is, you know, once you grab a hold of that, you're going to realize that there's many many things that we still say, that we still quote, that we still believe that are part of the old system, mm -hmm. the old, you know, the old covenant, uh, the old. And especially, especially pre-Holy Spirit. Okay, pre-Holy Spirit. Pre-indwelling of the very Spirit of God. You know? And so, like I said, I hear it several times a week. And I think about it, you know, and I'm like, hmm. This is why we say, 
the word of God is true, right? From cover to cover. From Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, to Revelation chapter 21 and its end. But you know, that's the challenge. Because we know the word of God is true. But what we don't know is that not all the truth is being directed at us or is for us because of the various different covenants. Now, now, now all the Old Testament is for is to point to Jesus. And all, you know, the, really the New Testament is for is to point back to Resurrection Sunday and to show us the fulfillment, the fulfillment of times in that resurrection day where God restored, restored all, redeemed, redemption, restoration, renewal, everything on that third day when Christ was raised from the dead and we were united with him and we were raised to newness of life. New creation realities. Everything before just points to that day. And everything after points to that day. That's what Paul's gospels, uh, gospel, that's what Paul's letters are all about. The reality of what happened on that third day. And so much of what we read in the Old, the Old Testament which is in and part of the Old Covenant, all right, um, is types and shadows and parts and pieces. And B.C. and B.H.S., before Christ and before Holy Spirit, was released upon the earth where he would forever be able to indwell each of our lives. You know, indwelling each and every one of us. So, this is the phrase. There are a lot of phrases. You know, I, 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 I think of one right off the bat, you know. It used to be my favorite song. It used to be my favorite song. I used to be a song leader. And, you know, we used to have communion once a, Sunday, once, not once a month. Remember? Mm -hmm. And we used to, you know, it was time for self-examination to get down and dirty and, and, and find all the muck and the mire and, you know, and, and confess everything. And it seemed like the more we searched and the more, more we confessed, the, you know, and the, you know, maybe the better we would feel, you know, we're getting rid of the guilt, the shame, the condemnation, you know, and and we had to get rid of it all and, you know, and then get ready to take communion. And then, you know, oh, I hope I, I Lord, in case there's some things I missed. I always said that. You know, if there's some things I missed, <laughs> please forgive I me, missed, you know, because I don't want. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't I don't even know where I was going. Oh, here we go. And, and, and just before those times, my favorite song was, you know, the song that came from Psalm 51. Me. Yeah. You remember it? Creating me a clean heart. Yeah, created me a clean heart. Thank God. You know? It's already clean. And, uh, and, and, and what does God promise at born again? And he promises, he promises at born again and, and, the, and that in the new covenant, I will give them a new heart. Mm. 
He's get, at born again, at new creation, he's given us a new heart. And, and with that new heart comes written his, his perfect laws of liberty and of love and of faith. So, you know, we, I used to sing, we used to sing that. I used to sing that. And, you know, God knew, knew my heart. He, he knew I was, you know, I was being sincere. But that doesn't mean I, was, I wasn't being sincerely wrong. Right. You know? You know, and then we talk about remove not thy Holy Spirit from me, right? Mm-hmm. Cast me not away from your presence. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, when we find out in the New Testament, lo, I am with you always. I will never leave you nor forsake you. You know, and you, you realize that, wait a second, how could you sing that song and pray that prayer? Those, thing, those things have been taken care of in the, in the New Covenant through, 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 through faith in Jesus Christ. And, and you have to realize and you have to understand like whenever you're reading through the Old Testament, especially the book, book of Proverbs, the book, book the, the, old, the Old Testament, it's very conditional. But you have to. And if you do, then God will. And, and the book of Proverbs is very conditional. It's, you'll see the word if, if, if. And you know, there was many a, a year in my Christian walk that I still was operating in that system, you know? And just think about it. Just think about it. That keeps you in the do-it-yourself system, and that keeps you under the law, because now what you're really saying is, wow, I realized I need to do more. Mm. I, I realize I have to work harder. Oh, boy. I realize there's more for me to do. You know? And then the Apostle Paul comes along. Romans chapter 10, verse 4, and says, Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Romans chapter 10, verse 4. And you know what's, what's in another amazing verse that you know, I don't hear quoted very often. I hear Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. People will quote that a lot. And you know what it is. You might not know the address off the top of your head, but you know what it is. For I was crucified with Christ. Yeah, I was crucified with Christ. Yeah, what does that mean? Well, it means I'm no longer living. He's living in me. He's living in me. He's doing the living. But they don't realize that. But they know the verse. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loves me and gave his life for me. They don't go on to verse 21. See, because in verse 20, Paul is making it all about Jesus. Just like Acts chapter 17, verse 28, where he says, it's in him I live and move and have my being. It's all him. Mm. I was crucified with him. Now it's no longer I who live, but Christ, Jesus, the anointed and the anointed one that liveth in me and liveth through me and moves me. And the life that I now live in this flesh suit, 
It's by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave his life for me. Now, <clears throat> this is the this is this is an all-important verse too, verse 21. Talking about Christ. Christ is our all in all. It's not do we qualify? It's did Christ qualify? Mm. It's not what we have to do. It's what Christ has done. You understand that, right? It sure does feel good. And so what does... Here we go again. Here we go again. I am going off subject, but that's all right. We, we still need to hear these things. We still need to hear, th hear these things. So Paul is talking about it's all about Jesus. This is the equation, guys. Jesus equals everything. Mm. Jesus, I believe in Jesus. The just will live by faith. I have faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, faith in Jesus Christ. At that moment, I am a new, a new creation. At that moment, I am truly holy and truly righteous. At that moment, I totally please God the Father. At that moment, I, I, tru I truly qualify for all my inheritance. At that moment, I become a joint heir with Jesus Christ. It's Jesus equals everything. Now, if, 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 if there's an if there, then that means it's Jesus and if equals everything. Jesus, if I do the work. Jesus, if I meet certain requirements. Jesus, if I... You see this? This is why Galatians chapter 2 verse 21 is so vital. And I'm going to be honest with you. Verse 35 years or so of my Christianity? Nope. It wasn't made a point of. But you know what verse 21 says? You're going to know it now. For if righteousness, and what is righteousness? Right standing before God, you know, innocence, blameless, blameless, blamelessness, you know, holiness, you know, for if righteousness, the righteousness that gives us peace with God, from Romans chapter 5, verse 1. That's another great um, verse to, to reference. But here, if righteousness, right standing, peace with God, holiness, you know, innocence, that, that condition of, of washing and regeneration that Paul talked about, that we talked about yesterday from Titus chapter 3, which qualifies us to qualify for all the inheritance. Paul is saying, if righteousness comes by the law, this is what he's saying, by law keeping, by the law, through the law, by law doing, and listen to what Paul says, then Jesus Christ died for no reason at all. Wow. It's all about him. It's all about Jesus. And you see, for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world that he gave, he so loved the world that he gave, that as we believe in him, now God gives us the power and the right and the ability and the authority to become his children. For God so loved the world, as we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we believe in our heart unto righteousness and make confession unto salvation. 
for God so loved the world now, he knew once we made that decision, and that's what we need to do, believe, he made us into the exact image, duplicate copy of his son, Jesus Christ, the firstborn amongst many brethren. Romans chapter 8, verse 29. And see, now Paul in, in chapter 8, he tells us that if you're a true son and you're a true child of God, true daughter of God, you're led by the Spirit. Challenge is, <clears throat> some of us continue in the old mindset, even though the old man, the old nature, right, has been put away. But we, we don't renew our minds, so we still operate in the old mindset. And we know where the voice of the Holy Spirit is. We know where he will lead us and where he won't lead us. You know, it's in him I live and move and have my being. We know if in him is leading us and moving us and having his being, where we would go and where, we'd be, where we would be taken. But we still have free will. We always will have free will. And sometimes we shut that voice off and we shut that leading off. And that's not grace. Grace is letting that spirit lead. Lead. Letting go. Not being afraid to miss out on what's happening with our friends in the world. You know? You know, what we're going to miss. Listen, true joy and true life comes from a life of true grace, of saying, Lord, Jesus, this is grace. In me, you live and move and have your being. So be it. You know, but anyway, I got off the subject. But that's a pretty good word, huh? That's a very good word. So now, and now tomorrow, we're going we're gonna to finish what I haven't started yet. <laughs> we're going to take a couple of minutes to get started on what I really wanted to share. But I hope this, this far, so far, so far has been good. And, um, what I hear many of people say, perhaps you've said it, perhaps you've said it, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't remember hearing it from you. Okay. Maybe in the past. Yeah, maybe in the past. And I've heard, I've said it in the past, but we don't say it now. His ways are not our ways. Mm. And his thoughts are not our thoughts. We, we don't know his thoughts and we don't know his ways. You know, the Lord has his own, his own ways. We don't know. And where did they get that? Where do they get that? Where did we get that? We got that from the Old Testament. It's in referring, it's in reference, it's referring to the old man. It's referring to man before born again. And it's referring to us before Holy Spirit. And this, this is where they get it from. This is where it says. This is where I got it from. Right? Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Oh, I love that. That's even talking in the Old Testament about the mercy of God. But here it goes. For my thoughts are not your thought, thoughts, saith God. My thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, 
and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mm. So this is where we get that, you know? When things happen, you know, and, and we might not have the understanding, we don't have an answer, or whatever, or, or sometimes we use this scripture to give definition to something we really wanted, but don't want it to appear that we wanted it. Well, you know, he, you know, wow, he brought it, he brought it into our life. His ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> it's something you really wanted. You can use that scripture for you or against you. Guess so. You know? Now, there's something that you really don't want, or you don't want to do. Then you say, well, his thoughts are not our thoughts, and his ways are not our ways. So, you know, case of rock. Sarah, Sarah, Doris Day. Come on. Whatever no, no, will be, will be. Yes, you do. No. Anyway. Ah, there we go. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. The future's not ours to see. Sarah, Sarah. But now, see, that's Old Testament. Now, there's more, there's more there. But I just, I, I want to take us to New Testament. Just to show you, this is where we live. And tomorrow we're going to look at this portion of scripture in more detail. Today we're going to read it. Tomorrow we're going to look at it in detail, especially from the from one of my favorite study Bibles. All right. But this is what Paul tells us now in 1 Corinthians. About our thoughts. Chapter 2. Yeah. Okay. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of his of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in the mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So Paul is already talking about these thoughts and these ways and this wisdom. We now speak it. We now know it. We now have it. All right? Now, we're going to continue. This is beautiful. This is you. This is who you are. This is what you possess. Who you are and what you possess. Who you are, say, who I am. Who I am. And what I possess. And what I possess. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew. For if they had known it, they would have not crucified the Lord of glory. Now listen to this. This is from the Old Testament, too. This goes right along with that scripture. His thoughts are not my thoughts. His ways are not my ways. His thoughts are. But it is written, I has not seen nor ear has heard, neither has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. Right? So we, we say that, right? Yeah. We quote the Old Testament. Well, you know, I has not seen and ear has not heard. Okay. Old news. Old man. Not me, not who I am. Is that pretty cool? Old news, old man. That's good. Not me, not who I am. All right? If you're not having fun as a Christian, you're doing something wrong. But God, but God. has but God. But God. But God. But. See, this is where the but is good. But God. You know, I would serve God, but. I would be in church on Sunday, but. You know, I would I would give more in the offering, but, but this is a good but. 
God follows the butt. That's yeah, right. God follows the butt. But God. You know what? That's good. God will always follow your butt. I like that. I like that. That's good. God will always follow your butt. Here it is. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. Amen. His thoughts, his ways, what eye hasn't seen or ear hasn't heard, Paul is saying. Paul is saying. But God has revealed it to us. He has revealed it to us by his spirit. Now look at what he says. This is so beautiful. We're going we're gonna to look at this more tomorrow. For the spirit searches all things. Yea, the, the, the deep things of God. See, the spirit, Holy Spirit, knows all the thoughts. He's God. And he's in us. It, exactly. <laughs> the deep things, his ways, his thoughts. With our eyes, the physical, the five senses, haven't seen, haven't heard, right? But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of God? See, Paul is going. See, what Paul is doing here, what people don't realize is he's going back to Isaiah. For what man knoweth the things of God? See what he's saying? Oh, Paul is awesome. Save the spirit of man which is in him. Is this awesome? Ooh. This is awesome. This is why you need to get in the right covenant. <laughs> you know, in, in this too good to be true news, that the gospel of Jesus Christ and to know who you are, to know what you have and know what you can do. For what man knoweth the things of a man? Ah, save the spirit of man, which is, which is, which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man. But the spirit of God, who's in the man, mm. whose spirit knoweth. Mm. You see, this is saying our spirit, Holy Spirit, united, one, we know it. We know it. Oh, man. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. You want to know the things? You want to know his ways? You want to know his thoughts? You want to see what the eye hasn't seen? You want to hear what the ear hasn't heard? Look at Holy Spirit. It's, he's in you. He's one with you. He is here to reveal and show us all things. And he super intercedes. Go ahead. Super intercedes. Amen. Go ahead. You got anything more? No. Go ahead. He's super. <laughs> Go ahead. The Holy Spirit, he's he's everything for us. Yeah? Go ahead. He's the counselor, the yeah. comforter, the yeah. advocate. He's the defense attorney, the encourager, Amen. the Go. intercessor. Yeah. I mean, all of this it, and in in John it says He's our Savior. It's another word for the Holy Spirit, Savior. Wow. <gasps> Savior, and he's in us with all this power. Wow. Every time it says power, it's the Holy Spirit. Savior. That word is so serious. That means the Holy Spirit is in us for one thing and one thing only, right? To reveal Jesus Christ and to reveal our salvation. And salvation, soteria, sozo, 
our healing, our wholeness, our wellness, our protection, our redemption, our rescue, our deliverance, our wholeness. Oh, man. So, <laughs> now we have, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You're only human. Mm-mm. What? No. I'm, You're not only human? No. I'm, I'm most... I'm, my flesh is human, but inside is that spirit, and that's who I really am. So you're saying you're not I'm a spirit. <laughs> you're not only human. No. You're a spiritual being. Yes, big time. Ah, how many of us have said, "But I'm only human." You're not. You're supernatural. Mm. You are a spirit being. First Thessalonians chapter five verse twenty three. You are a spirit. You have a soul, mind, will, and emotions. And it's housed in a body. But you are a spirit being. Rise up. Rise up and know your true self. See, because the natural man, the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. All right? Verse 15. But he that is spiritual judges, judges all things Yet he himself is judged of no man. In other words, he who is spiritual is able to judge all things, know all things, make right decisions, know the thoughts of God, and know the ways of God. This is what Paul is saying. And look how he ends up this chapter. For who has known the mind of Christ? His ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts. Right? For who has known the mind of Christ that me, he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. This is powerful. See, this is why you need to read the Old Covenant, enjoy it, learn how it points to the new, learn how it points to the complete. You know, enjoy the revelations, the, the snapshots, the types and the shadows. But then embrace the truths of the new man and new creation realities. And this is exactly what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 19, 20, and 21. This is why he says, and we quote it. We quote it without even knowing what it means. For yes, all the promises in him, in Christ, right? All the promises in him. Oh, they're not yes and no, or yes and maybe, you know? Yes. But all the promises in him are yes and amen. Make no mistake about it. Paul is referring to the contrast of the old covenant with the new covenant. Deuteronomy chapter 28, where yes, the promises were conditional. If you then God will. So if you're, you're, you're yes to God, 
would mean a yes back. But your no, you're not doing it, you're not following it, mm -hmm. it means a no. But we didn't preach Christ that way. See, with Christ, in Christ, because of what Christ did, because our qualification is Christ, all the promises, there's no buts and there's no ifs. Yes. They're yes and amen. Mm 